Hey, 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 what is going on, everyone? It is your boy, Bez, coming at you guys with another episode of CubeCast. Hope you're all doing well. This episode is going to be about Robinhood and how easy it has become to get invested in the markets and some trials and tribulations many of you are going through and how I can help save you guys a lot of heartbreak, a lot of money, and a lot of stress amongst many, many other things. Before we even get into it, please do me a favor, leave a great review, guys. Send this to a friend that needs to hear some of this stuff. If you haven't noticed already, I'm really trying to bring a lot of value in the finance and entrepreneurship world from a very unique perspective. I've said it many times, um, I am not someone who is a multi-multi-million dollar established entrepreneur. I'm here in the trenches with you guys, sharing my thoughts, my my experiences uh, now that I've been out of the corporate world for over two years. Uh, and have successfully started companies uh, that are actually paying my bills, but in no way am I a Tony Robbins or anything of that nature, at least not yet. So I do think I'm providing a unique value from a unique perspective, and I'm also trying to provide a unique personality. I know, uh, listen, I'm a finance nerd myself, and I can't get through half the podcasts that are out there today because they're just so mundane and so boring. So uh, do me a favor, send this to anybody you know, and, uh, and, and share the love. All right, guys, so let's get into it. Robinhood, everyone knows what it is. Most of y'all have an account. I personally have an account. Um, I love it. I really do. But I think what it's doing now is it's uh, it's created this super, super low barrier to entry uh, where pretty much everybody is getting in the markets now, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I, I'm happy people are starting to think about investing more, and it's, it's super necessary, no doubt about it. But, but... What's happening here is that a lot of people are getting into the markets and they're doing one of two things. They're they're starting an account and the good thing is they're like, okay, I don't know what to do. So they leave the money in the account and they just stare at it. That's I, I prefer that. The others are pretty much just straight gambling and most of them, I would go out as far as to say, are, are down a lot of money, are down a lot of money. And, it, and look, it's one thing to be down money uh, with a strategy. It's another thing to be down money and you just don't know what the hell you're doing. Listen, we all have ups and downs in our portfolios, absolutely nothing wrong with it, but if you're down and you don't even know what the hell you're doing or the plan in place or are you just going to just hold because you want to hold that certain stock or whatnot, then we have to do a, listen extra carefully, okay, because this episode probably per- pertains directly to you. Um, look, I get it. You're young, most of you guys, or you're just young to the markets. You can be young in age and young to the markets. doesn't make a difference. Just as similar to jobs, you have to know what you're doing before you get into it. You have to have the proper training and the proper requirements. This is no different. And I've seen it a lot uh, via the, the Cube page and, and running the company for several years now. I get the, the direct messages and the emails nonstop about what people are doing wrong, what they should be doing better. Obviously, this is why I started the subscription so I can help you guys. It's It's education first and then, yeah, you see what I'm owning and all that other amazing stuff that I provide. Um, But when I did the poll, and that's where this episode's stemming from, I was able to really understand what exactly is going on uh, with all those who who follow Cube and and decide that they want to take part in the polls. So I was very happy to see like 90% or so are invested in the markets. That's why I was saying that, you know, generally, if you want to invest today, you pretty much know where to to go and, and how to get started. Uh, so 9 out of 10 of you guys are in the markets. Round of applause. I'm so happy about that because it's so important for your money to work for you. 
But then I asked a few more questions like, how many of you guys own more than 10 securities? Securities meaning, you know, anything from a stock to a bond to a real estate investment trust or whatever. And a majority of you said, no, you don't, which means you're not diversified. Okay, no problem. Listen, a lot of uh, big time investors, they think diversification is dumb. You know, Mark Cuban being one of them. Uh, I believe even Warren Buffett has said in, in the beginning of his investments uh, that he wasn't diversifying either. He didn't start diversifying until he, you know, earned a substantial amount, a group substantial amount of wealth. So, okay, fine, no problem. You don't want to diversify, not a big deal. Personally, in my portfolio, there's 24, 25 companies. Um, so I consider myself pretty diversified. Uh, but that's not where the problem lies. The, the problem lies now. I go ahead and I ask, okay, how many of you guys understand how to read a financial statement? A, a third of you don't know how. And honestly, I'm going to go, and I said be honest, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's even more than a third that don't know how. Because it, it, it can be a little embarrassing. I do see who votes, and maybe they don't want to, you know, expose themselves, even though it's not a big deal. You know, a lot of people don't know how to. But if 90% are in the markets, okay, let me just walk, because this was what I was walking through to try and figure out and really like crack the code. If 90% are in the markets, and... Two-thirds are not diversifying, okay? And a third of you don't know how to read financial statements. We, we have a bit of an issue here. And then a majority of you guys are active investors. And then the next thing I asked was, how many of you spend more than five hours researching uh, on a stock? And the majority of you don't spend five hours. So here's the situation we're in. You're, pat, you're, you're actively investing with less than... Ten, the average person that voted is actively investing with less than 10 stocks, 10 securities. Two out of three of you understand how to read financials. The other third doesn't. Okay? And I believe um, a slight majority was investing for over two years. And uh, most of you don't spend more than five hours investing, uh, researching. Excuse me. So what I would love to see these portfolios. And now I don't want to ask that question because one, you never get the the actual proper responses anyway. I, I, most people just lie about that. So that's not an issue. I don't care. Everyone, it's important, but everyone can keep that information to themselves. What I want to just really, really hone in on here is that I don't think you guys are spending enough time really locking down on your strategy and your, your risk management and uh overall just your your total investment you know thesis i i have a very very particular way i like to invest it took a while to figure out i was trying a lot of things and listen i understand because i was doing the same mistakes many years ago i, I completely get it you know but one thing i never got into and that's so easily accessible today okay is is yes Robinhood, but Robinhood takes it a step further with the free options trading and I got people commenting me in the in the DMs about how much they're losing on options. I know one guy alone that lost 80 grand on options. He had no idea how to invest, and a lot of it was, was his mom's money. $80,000, man, down the drain because of options trading. And the sad part is when you, you can get approved for options trading, no problem. You just bullshit the survey that they ask you, and you get approved almost instantly. So we have, like, it, it, it's like twofold it's like okay anybody can invest now because it's free trading all right 
which is fine because now a lot of the, like, the, the smaller money guys can get involved, sure. But then you do the free options trading and you don't really do the background checks and now you have people who, for the most part that I've noticed, are there's a high correlation between people who do options trading and people who do sports betting. Have you noticed that correlation? I sure have. Because it's almost like an easy way of doing it. You know, especially when football season's not around. You know, it's just a full-time, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm going to gamble. And then on the weekends, on Sunday, I'll do, I'll do some gambling on, on the games. This is a problem, guys. This is a problem. And listen, I'm not trying to push my services on you guys at all. But if you really don't understand how to, how to under, like read financial statements... You don't know the beginning of fundamental analysis. I, I look, a stock might look good to you. What does that look good mean? Is it the right price? Is it near its intrinsic value? How do you solve for intrinsic value? What's a dividend? How does a dividend yield make a difference? When, when, when do you get in? When's the best time to get in? How do, you, how do you analyze when to get into a stock? How do you analyze when to get out? How do you analyze what the right risk um, uh, appetite is for yourself? You know? These, these are the things that we talk about day in and day out. And it's so crucial because you want to start ahead. You don't want to fall behind as soon as you open up the account and then work your way back, work your way back uh, just to get even. It's so, like, don't learn the hard way. I And I learned the hard way. I really did. I didn't know better. I was 18 years old trying to figure everything out. I, 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 I'm happy I learned but I wish there was something uh, and somewhere I could have avoided a lot of those stupid, stupid, uh, stupid, super dumb mistakes. I, I really mean that, you know, it, it went from the point of not understanding what dilution is, not understanding simple P.E. ratios. Like, if you don't know what I'm talking about right now, then and you're invested in the markets, Look, either just buy an S&P 500 index fund and let it work for you or subscribe or read a book or find someone to help you out a mentor, whether it's me or someone else, it doesn't matter. But you put your trading and your investing on hold until you better understand what the hell you're doing. All right? I um, I just can't stress this enough to you guys. I, I really can't. And if you are listening to this, and you are a victim of this, and you are guilty of what I'm saying, then please, guys, visit the website. Do what you got to do. Completely up to you. Um, for the options, guys, I know there's a lot of you, and I really want to also make this about you guys a little bit too. I don't ever put more than 2 or 3% of my portfolio on an options play. Ever. Now, you might say, oh, you know, Bez, it's because you're, you're more conservative. I wouldn't say I'm that conservative. If you look at the whole cube folio, a, a lot of the stocks I own are growth stocks. I do blend them with uh, some high dividend names. Uh, I am pretty spread out across many different industries. I do like the portfolio composition. It is outperforming the market by a, a wide margin. And surprisingly, it's doing it with the my two of my largest positions not even taking off yet. They've been relatively... Uh, flat for the year so when those take off i do believe that i will um uh outperform the markets even more and if we run into a little rough patch in the markets i'll definitely see that outperformance um so it, it's it's a blend I, I like to find companies and i want you guys to figure out what your strategy is and that's what i work with so many people on day in and day out is let, let's figure out what's right for you i've done the day trading 
Um, I've dabbled in options. I've I've done my shorting. I've been all over the place. I'm a swing trading, long-term investing. I love long-term growth investing. I love finding companies that not many people know about that growth is so close. It's so on the horizon in a new industry, <clears throat> one that's going to uh, be a huge tailwind for the company and that can grab a little bit of market share and that everyone's overlooking. I love those kinds of investments. Um, so, and that's what I found was right for me and it takes time, but you can cut that time down by having engaging discussions, by talking with people and by learning also in the markets, but you have to do it. So when you are learning, you're not losing a shit ton at the same time. That's another thing I want to stress here. It's like, okay, if you want to learn by putting your real money to work, that's fine. But you know, if you don't have much money in your bank account, let's say for example, I like to use hard numbers. You have $5,000 in your bank account. You have some student loans that you have to pay. You have a decent paying job. Um, but for the most part, you're not really saving too much. If you put that whole $5,000 in the markets, you're an idiot. You're just an idiot, okay? Or you're just a, a degenerate gambler, honestly, okay? <clears throat> I, I wouldn't put more than, and obviously it's hard to say because it all comes down to your individual situation, your emergency fund, uh, all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't put more than 1000 in the markets in that point. I wouldn't. The reason I say 1000 is because when I look at like $300, $400, it's like, okay, it's money, but it's really such a small amount that um, you don't really unlock uh, your true investment uh, strategies because it's like you, you can take so much more risk with that three four $400 because it's only three four $400. You can make that back up at work, you know, in a day or two. So you don't really fully understand. It's like it's like the paper accounts that you can make about three hundred thousand. Many times, people who do those accounts to get warmed up, they take risks they would never actually take if it was a real hundred grand, even a real thousand dollars. They would never take those risks because it's not real money. You can look at it the same way. That two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars you put in the market, you'd be like, ah, you know what? I spent more on last night's fights, you know. And then you're like, ah, well, screw it. Let's see what happens. That is not finding out what your taste is in the markets. That's just not it, okay? So it has to be a nice blend of enough money to make it worth it and enough money to keep you honest. I think that's the best way I can put it. So just to put a little uh, you know, ribbon on this whole thing and a little recap, a lot of you guys, I'm very proud because this is really all revolved around the poll I did. I'm so happy that so many of you guys are in the markets because if that's the first step. That's a great first step that you're willing to open up the account and get involved, okay? Because it's so important that your money works for you. But I'm worried, I'm genuinely concerned that a lot of you are stepping into something uh, with such little knowledge uh, that you could really hurt yourself if you haven't already that you could hurt yourself in the future. Okay, if you want to be active, that's fine. I'm active myself. I do keep a, a good portion passive where I don't even touch it. Uh, and then I like to do my active work with, uh, what is it, like like two-thirds of the portfolio I may run active while the one-third sits passive. I have to double check. Um, so that's that's that. And then if especially if you guys are going to be um, not just active, but also not be doing research, like less than five hours, what are you doing, guys? If you don't know how to do first off, here's my question. If you do less than five hours of research and you own less than 10 securities, okay, 
and you don't understand financials, what the hell are you looking at? What are, what are you actually analyzing then? Are you are you looking just at the charts? Okay, that's fine. Uh, but when I did do the poll, most of you guys are long-term investors. You're not traders, so that does, still doesn't make sense to me. If you're a long-term investor and you own less than 10 stocks, I'm going to keep drilling this into your head, and a third of you don't understand financial statements and you spend less than five hours researching, sounds like you don't even know what the hell you're actually owning in your portfolio. Let me put it to you this way. If I asked you about the, uh, a certain company in your portfolio, how much could you tell me about them? Could you go on for 20 minutes about the company? Do you know the CEO? Do you know the CFO? Do you know what last year's cash flow was? Do you know what last quarter's earnings per share was? Do you know what their revenue growth rate is? What's their dividend yield right now? What's, um, what's it up year to date? How much debt's on their balance sheet? What are their, what are their quarterly interest payments? When's the last time they did a share offering? Is cash on hand good enough? How much of it's restrictive? Are they able to collect their receivables? How's their payables looking? Like, these are questions. If you can't answer these questions for me, okay? Or even worse, if you don't even know where to look to find these answers for my questions, you are doing this so freaking wrong. If you were in front of me, I'd slap you. If you can't find those answers... Okay, I I hope if you only if you own less than ten stocks, you could tell me all those answers almost off the top of your head, at least a roundabout area, okay. But if you can't even tell me where to find those answers, then you better pause your account, go back to the drawing board, either hit me up, shoot me a DM, let me help you out, or just completely find a uh, find someone else to to to, to handle your account because. You are going to have a pretty, pretty uh, nasty and ugly ending. I'll tell you right now. Let me just save you the uh, the freaking suspense. Okay, guys? So let's get on top of our education, guys. The barriers entry of investing, that's so easy. Every single company is focusing on making sure you put your money in the market. And I love it. But no one, no one, or at least very few, are focusing on the educational aspect. Many... Other pages today are talking about trading and, oh, binary options and FX and uh, crypto trading and this and that. That's great. It's not for everyone. It's not for me. It's not for anybody in the Cube family. But if you are investors like myself, okay, then yeah, you want to care about reading financials, okay? If you're not just owning a stock or a security for 20, 30 minutes. If you're going to put your money in something for six months, a year, two years, three years, you know, then you got to know what the hell you're actually putting it in. So with that, guys, I hope this was a lot of value for you. Like I said, send this to somebody. If it's not you that this applies to, send it to somebody who does, because I know for a fact we all know people doing this as we speak. So do them a favor, and uh, let's all start investing better. Take care, guys.